G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. An exciting initiative has emerged in the UK, encouraging Christian musical artists. The First Fruits Music Awards is the only premier global Christian music awards that provides an opportunity for all Christian artists to submit released or even unreleased material. Their aim is to offer participants the best possible experience of any music awards, including a grand prize. Now, just contain yourself here. £25,000, that actually equates to 44000 Australian dollars. Nigel Swaby is the founder of First Fruits Music Awards. He's joining us from the UK. Hello, Nigel. Welcome along to 2020. Hello, good morning, and uh, thank you for having me on your show. Um, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to meet with you today. Uh, Nigel, uh, let's start with your primary focus. Really, you're trying to uh, be identified as a voice for aspiring Christian artists who accurately yeah. portray God's word through song. Uh, we might unpack that a bit, but uh, give us your thoughts on what that means. Well, I think this initiative really was was bubbling away for many years, and I think it's a com- culmination of of uh, activities. You know, being at church, listening to the worship music, um, and I've noticed over a period of time that I was becoming less fond of listening to contemporary Christian music. It seemed to be moving away from biblical values. I'm not saying every song is, but that seemed to be the trend. Um, moving more towards a sort of sensory, emotional, touchy-feely God rather than the God of the Bible. And yes, God is full of love, but you know, if you paint God being just love, it's not the entire picture. And often you, you, you'd hear lyric, you'd hear a Christian song, and you think, well, wh- which bit's Christian? So I think that was that was certainly always bubbling around in my background. And I, I, again, I was involved in sort of music production, Christian music production as executive producer. And again, I was really sort of focused on trying to work with independents, nobody really sort of well known, but independents who really wanted to uh, produce music that was true and honest to God's word. Um, We we set up our operation originally in Perth, WA, and I started basically with a blank piece of paper, not knowing anybody in in the in the music scene. Uh, My background, I am a musician going back years, but but in terms of music production. It was all new to me. So starting with a blank piece of paper, uh, had no contacts, knew nothing, not a lot about the music business. Uh, this all came about when we moved from the UK and eventually ended up in in, in Perth on a, on a business visa. We we're going to do something completely different. But I had this profound dream. I don't know, that sounds a bit corny. But God's, well, I'm not going to say God told me to, because that could be blasphemous. But what I was saying was I felt led, strongly led, 
to actually do something and make a dent in the contemporary Christian music marketplace. Um, it sounds crazy, but there's that bit of scripture said that God uses the foolish to confound the wise. And I reckon if there was a price for foolish people, I might have got the top one. So really, I, I, the sanity started to settle after a few days. And I went to my pastor at church and I explained about this ridiculous vision and dream. I had so much peace about it. And that was a thing. And I checked scripture. And what was on my heart was to advance the kingdom of God, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. So I'm thinking it can't be wrong, but I need wise counsel. So I spoke to my pastor, he prayed on it. And I ended up talking to the elders and they said, this mission is from God. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, cutting a long story short, um, I, we, we never ended up fulfilling our fulfilling our uh, business visa part, um, requirements so we had to come back to the UK but during that period of time I managed to uh, amass a sort of set, set of connections around the world God seemed to open the doors with all sorts of people from really talented artists in Australia America UK Ireland I mean people like Raymond Robinson a name you wouldn't have heard of but he was tours with Mark Robbins uh, Robin Mark sorry Days of Elijah um the, the irish uh, gospel artist and so i mean i'd worked with joe de Blassie, and again the most famous man that nobody's ever heard of he was a guitar man behind pink's floyds is anyone out there um so um you know we, we, it, it was just a one of those miraculous situations then what happened was i was invited to join a, a major a u.s uh on the panel of a US film awards in the US, one of the longest running film awards. Uh, my sort of uh, instruction was to evaluate worship, worship music um, and worship music productions. And that was the sort of straw that broke the camel's back. I'd listened to material coming in and I just thought, uh, you know, where's this going? You know, I, I just felt in my gut that there was a deterioration in Christian content in modern music. But, when you listen to material that has vampires in the title, I don't really need to say any more. Yeah. So suffice to say, that was a straw that broke the camel's back. And I thought, right, we, we need to establish something. But I wanted it to be, because I've been involved in the production side and understand how the music business works. And it's funny because in the old days, having a record deal had real value. Because in the old days, it was physical distribution of records and, and tapes and things like that. And artists needed that infrastructure of the record company for the physical delivery of records. So people were going to a record store, buy a record or a tape, take it home, play it. But today, it's all very different. And I think people still think there's kudos having a music deal with Capital Christian Label or whatever it happens to be. But in reality, the situation is that record companies, major labels won't look at you, not even interested unless you've got about a billion viewers on billion followers on social media. But when you've got that, you don't need them. Nigel, you're taking us into a really deeper aspect of what we think about Christian music because for most of us, we'll say, oh, well, is it a secular or a mainstream song or is it a Christian song? What you're taking us into here is the fact that Christian songs themselves don't always equate to being Christian uh, because we might say, well, what makes a Christian song a Christian song? Uh, one that advances the kingdom or one that has that biblical foundation. Some of us will remember back to the 1970s and scripture in song where all the songs that were sung in church were all coming straight direct from the scriptures. Are you bringing us back to that sort of a focus? 
Well, I think uh, just listen to Sons of Cora. There's a good example. Good Australian group. They're independent. And that's that's the that's the issue. Being independent, you can steer the, your boat the way you want it to go. They're true to God's word. And it's not necessarily being bringing back to people, bringing people back to, say, Amazing great Grace type uh, style of worship, albeit I think Amazing Grace is a beautiful, wonderful song. It's basically using... The technology we have today, yeah, we have styles, we have genres, we have things that people like in terms of preferences in music, but 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 make the, the lyrical content biblical. You know, when we when we talk about, you know, God wraps his arms around us, so he gives us a kiss and this and that and the other, that, that doesn't edify God. It doesn't bless the you the, the listener. And quite frankly, when there's error in worship music and again you the worship the people who create the worship music need to be theo theologians really they under, need to understand theology to an extent so they can reflect accurately in their song the word of god and if the, that message doesn't isn't portrayed to people who listen at church then it could be a false doctrine and then how does it affect their worship what you're talking about is an extra dimension required almost to revolutionise the way we think about Christian music because you need this creativity. You need the, as you've been saying, what the record companies would call for is some sort of X factor or we might call it a kingdom factor or a Christ factor that has to be there and it has to be overseen by, if you're not a theologian yourself, it has to be at least vetted by someone who's got a grip on theology. That's what you're saying. We need a, a revolution here. Well, I, I think at the end of the day, God deserves biblical praise <laughs> and, and, and nothing more than that. I mean, at the end of the day, radio is a, and internet is a fabulous media to get the best gospel message across to the world. Music is very emotional in that respect. It touches people's souls, and touching people's souls with the right message can bring people to the foot of the cross, especially when broadcasts are heard in countries overseas where Christianity is prohibited. So I see music as not just for the local community, in a sense, to buy a track, download a song, and to edify themselves and to enjoy God's word through that, I see it as an actual vehicle, an effective vehicle, to touch people's souls on a global basis through radio and internet. Okay, so you're a songwriter, a musician, uh, you're a vocalist, uh, you've got an artist uh, expression, and you want to get that out to the world. Uh, Nigel, tell us about these First Fruits Music Awards. Uh, can Aussies enter? And uh, you've already been explaining that there's a certain expectation here. You're going to be judged on more than just whether it's got good production <laughs> values. But uh, for those Aussies listening to us right now thinking, wow, I ought to get into this award, uh, how easy is it for us to get involved from our end? Well, it's, it doesn't mean, you know, we live in a sort of modern digital age. It doesn't matter where you are on the planet. Um, I mean, this, these awards, the doors to these awards only opened about four months ago. And since then, we've had entries from India, Uganda, Nigeria, Australia, UK, Canada, the tiny island of Malta, USA. I can go down the list. I mean, it, it's, it's been an amazing uh, response 
So then there's clearly people recognise, artists recognise that there is an issue with a current Christian, contemporary Christian scene. Um, what we try to do and what was really important to me is to enrol, if you like, I don't know if that's the right word, but certainly invite eminent, prominent music industry figures to the board, to the panel of judges. Why was that important? Well, it gives a different dimension because if I've got a, a panel of judges representing different cultures, different people groups, when songs come internationally, they, they, they've got the new, they can understand the nuances and, 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 and the, the flavour of that type of music that comes in. I mean, we've got Dave Thompson used to be the, well, even actual fact, he was the founding um, judge for South African Idols, a talent show. I mean, the, the, the global fra franchise of uh, uh, idols. I mean, it's a big, big situation. And he spent 17 years as an AR director for Sony and BMG Africa, all of Africa. So, and he had a bunch of other labels under that under that uh, title. And there's another chap called Alvin Taylor, and again, he's he's another one of those best well known uh, best well known people that nobody's ever heard of. Um, he was um, George Harrison's drummer, following uh, obviously the departure of the Beatles, and he worked on Thirty Three and a Third album. But he's an ordained minister, and that's what I like about Alvin. He's got, I think, seventy eight gold credits of 48 uh, um, platinum credits and 18 diamond credits he's worked with Elton John um, he's even got he's, he's got a star on the uh, Palm Star Walk of Fame uh, in the US in California so that gives you an indication of where he is and his heart's very much into this and he agrees totally that uh, Christian music is going a little bit skew if at the moment so you know I've got someone who's a top rate musician well respected in the industry who who's a minister and then we've got more more he's a station director for premier christian radio in the uk it's probably the largest christian radio station there uh, he's also the host of uh, uh turning point uh, and that has a reach of 70 million people so again because his his background's nigerian he's english nigerian he's do, he's doing a conference in nigeria very shortly so there's that connection there and then we've got people from your end of the neck, neck of the woods graham press i don't know whether you know graham or know of graham he's the, the music director for carols in the domain his the name is going to ring a bell for listeners hey listen when we talk about what you're describing here uh, all of these profile, skilled, successful music entrepreneurs who are getting in behind First Fruits Music Awards, uh, we might be excited about the possibility for perhaps the first ever global Christian music awards and uh, with a high expectation in there. Uh, prize money makes a difference too. Uh, Nigel, uh, a prize money of £25,000, uh, no doubt that's going to be something that's going to be attractive too to people who have this aspiration of getting their name and their music out there. So, uh, let me just point people to how they can connect with you. Nigel Swaby, Nigel's the founder of First Fruits Music Awards. Here's the website, firstfruits.co. That's C-O, firstfruits.co. Nigel, let's touch base again in the new year early and we'll get some more detail about how things are developing. Nigel Swaby, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Lovely. Thank you very much, and it's been a pleasure to meet with you. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.